After 30 years, Maverick is still pushing the envelope as a top naval aviator, but must confront ghosts of his past when he leads Top Gun's elite graduates on a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those chosen to fly it. This is Top Gun Maverick. And welcome back to another episode of the Nosebleed AV Club. My name is Matt. I am joined by my co-host and brother, brother in arms, Austin. Uh, you're looking very uh, American. Very, you're looking very... Uh, you're looking very free. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I will admit that uh, I thought this would look a little bit more flight jackety when I put it on, but it, you could probably tell it's just a fishing vest. <laughs> Hey, no one can tell. And, no one can tell in the sky, brother. Yeah, no exactly. You know what I'm saying. And these sunglasses aren't because I'm emulating Top Gun. I just have pink eye. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more American. There's nothing more American than eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dedicate this episode to some things: God, country, mm. Mm. and Scientology. Damn right. That's right. These colors don't run. <laughs> Lines not cheap, baby. Let's go. That's right. Stand up, Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting warm. <laughs> Before we start, we must crack open a cold one because it is the American way. You know what I love about these podcasts? The only real correspondence that we'll do is we'll say, hey, recording today? Okay, mm -hmm. what time? You didn't tell me anything about this <laughs> bit that you were planning nope. at all. So I had to like just grab a bunch of shit to like come up with something on the fly. Yeah. So he's like, I, I'm drinking a beer tonight, which if you don't know, Matt, that's like a rarity for him. He doesn't really drink a lot of brewskis. No. I actually drink a lot more beer than he does. It's true. And the one time he's like, oh, I'm cracking open a beer because it's just fitting for the tone of this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sipping on a coffee tonight. I did choose to spike it now. But you know he what? was going to indulge. You can do that because that's the American way. It's freedom, baby. Mm. I'm free to do so, exactly. if you will. <sighs> Nothing more American than that. Cheers, brother. You know what I'm saying? Cheers. Also, these beers are really old. These are from <laughs> Dre's graduation party. <laughs> Taste, uh, tastes like freedom. Insane. We are talking Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun. What a movie. What a movie. <laughs> so let's just get this out of the way real quick. So... Mm -hmm. You haven't seen this movie yet. Prior to this um, podcast? I, no, I have not. I saw this. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything just yet. Okay. But uh, have you seen the original Top Gun? I have not. Okay. However, okay. after watching this one, I am tempted to go back and do so. Let's uh, let's touch back on that after <laughs> before. <laughs> let's touch back on that. Sounds good. Because uh, I also did not watch Top Gun before watching this movie. And mm -hmm. I, too, felt what you were feeling. Ah. Uh, God, I mean, you know, what? I don't even like I don't know where this is going to go. So let's just get, let me just get out of the way before we even talk about this movie. Uh -huh. I'm just going to say right now and you can make your own decision if you want to. Yeah. Top Gun, the first one. Uh -huh. Absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. This could be an unpopular opinion. I'm sorry. That movie's ass. <laughs> like for real. Damn. <laughs> that movie was garbage. Damn. Um, I've never been more disappointed because I fucking love the fuck out of Top Gun Maverick. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. That when it when it when it came out. I saw it in theaters four times. <laughs> I'm not joking. Feeling what you felt like I was so juiced off of this movie that I was like, I need to go watch the first Top Gun. And I, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a culturally iconic movie. Like, are we serious right now? Well, yeah, nah. you know, I, I, I still feel like I have to do it after watching this one. I must mm -hmm. say, yeah, I feel like it's a must, even if it's good or if it's bad, I, I need to do it. Oh, yeah. No, no. I would never say don't watch it. I just, yeah, I was not impressed <laughs> all right i gotta take these off because i can't read my computer screen with these on yeah. all right returning from top gun is of course tom cruise a man who really needs no introduction fucking icon action hero short king 
Scientologists. Scientologists. What what can't you say about Tom Cruise that hasn't already oh, been yeah. said? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. The guy's the man. Um, he plays Pete Maverick Mitchell, the OG, the unk, the goat. You know why he's the goat, too? It's like motorcycle helmet laws have been passed. Bro. Since the original Top Gun, where you now are required to wear a helmet, at least here in California, and he still gets away with it. Here in the year 2022, year of our Lord. Here in California? No, that's how fucking much of an OG he is. Honestly, I was thinking that the, the entire time. I was like, how yeah. are you not wearing a fucking helmet? And then you got your baddie with you, and you're still mm-hmm. not wearing... Both of you guys aren't wearing yeah. a helmet? Like, yeah. And she's got a kid? Like, bro, mm-hmm. you trying to mm-hmm. open that girl? Damn. Yeah. The laws work around him. Rules were made to be broken when Maverick's in town. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> rules are rules, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think Maverick would be at the insurrection? <laughs> wow. You think he would have gone? <laughs> Tom Iceman Kaczynski is played by Val Kilmer. He is the one actor I closely relate Batman to as a child because Batman Forever was uh one of the first Batman movies I've ever seen as a kid, and he will always hold that place in my childhood and heart. Looks really good in this movie, man. Um, and there's a there's a cool little uh, thing they did with this character for this movie that we'll we'll get into later. You're gonna see me like visually react. <laughs> that, that's like no no offense. I wasn't sure if that was like sarcasm or not. Which part? Like he looks really good in this movie. No, he does, like, dude. He was fucking heavy as shit. For for a long long time, he was very overweight. I see. I didn't know that part, so yeah. I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it in like the lost weight context. I was thinking about it in the he has cancer. Yeah. Uh, context. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the God. thing we would get into later on with his character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, has cancer, but you know, for the most part, looks looks pretty good um, compared to. Mm-hmm. How he's how he's looked previously, just physically. Um, don't know. Did not know that he know was overweight. Yeah, yeah. Penny Benjamin played by the Jesus Christ. Can she not get any hotter? Jennifer Conley, like mm. Jesus. Fifty two has never looked so good. Take God. my breath away. Okay, here's here's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Bradley Rooster mm. Bradshaw mm. is played mm. by Miles Teller, an mm. actor. For which I was not the biggest fan of for the longest time. For the longest time. Until? Some backstory. Okay. First movie I saw Miles Teller in was the Footloose remake. Okay, never watched it, but okay. Go off. All right. Footloose remake is the first time I was introduced to Miles Teller. Got it. Following that, he starred in The Awkward Moment with Michael B. Jordan and Zac Efron. It was a rom-com for like, for the dudes, for the bros. Wasn't very good. But during that time, he made some wild statements, I think, or just like he had like an ego about him. And I was like, bro, you ain't that good. You ain't the shit. You ain't him. You ain't him. Then Whiplash came out. So I gave some praise. I'm like, nah, still not fucking with you, bro. Then this movie comes around. God damn, there was something about him in this movie. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the ripped bod. I don't know Mm. if it was the full stash. It's got to be the stash. I don't know if it was the fact that he was flying a jet. For realsies. For realsies. But <laughs> this this might have, you know, changed my tune on, on Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. And I might have to watch Whiplash now. I might even watch mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four. Is he is he fucking flame guy? No, he's Reed. <laughs> oh, he's Reed? I thought yeah. Pedro was Reed. That's in the new one. This is the this is the fucking reboot oh. that fucking got trashed. Oh, 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 oh the one that nobody fucking the talks one that about. No one fucking talks about. Oh, with my, uh, Michael B. Jordan's in, in that one too, right? Yeah, he plays uh, yeah, Johnny yeah, yeah. Storm, Flash, whatever I forgot his name is. Whatever this fucking name is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's rounding out the got main it. cast. However, there's some supporting characters that I want to shout out. Fucking Cyclone, played by John Motherfucking Ham. God damn, kills it as always. Love John Ham. Ed Harris makes an appearance from Westworld and The Rock. Phoenix, played by Monica Barbaro. She was great. Mm-hmm. And Warlock, played by Chris Parnell, who is in Barry, who's also really good. And mm-hmm. I have to shout out probably my favorite character in this movie. Please. Music my, to my ears, favorite please. fucking character in this movie. None other please, than please, please. The Hangman, played by mm-hmm. Glenn Powell. 
Oh, my guy. Oh, my fucking guy. We are oh, on the same fucking wavelength. We're on the same oh, cycle right now. We oh, are fucking one right now. Yes. The fucking best. Hangman, bro. Hangman, bro. Ah, without question, without question, he makes douchey asshole look so fucking good. I love every fucking second of his time on screen. Prick looks so fucking good, dude. As I live and breathe, God, I've never, I've never taken punchable face as a compliment until this movie. Oh my god, so punchable, but so good looking, but so fucking. Good. So good. Oh, man. Glenn Powell, bro. Killed I'm it, Not dude. familiar with a lot of his work, not going to lie. He is in a, a fucking new rom-com, I think, with Sydney Sweet. I think that's her name. Euphoria mm-hmm. chick. Um, mm-hmm. Am I going to watch it? Probably not. But he fucking killed it in this movie, and he's my favorite oh, character. Oh, my God. Also, best helmet design. Like, Oh, dude, just the best. Just the best, dude. So right off the bat, this movie kicks off with a banger the opening of danger zone mm-hmm. is with like all the jets taking off and landing so this is a callback to the original movie that does this as well uh filmed pretty pretty on par with the original movie it was honestly um, like a little corny and i fucking loved it but it's so <laughs> good like there there's gonna be a common denominator with this movie and okay. for me and maybe you feel the same way is there's so many things in this movie that should not work and does not work in other movies, but this movie makes it fucking work. Mm-hmm. Like this movie has the right level of cheese, yes, has the right level of melodrama, has the right levels of like corny humor and cheesy love story, like all these things that just are so tiring. We've seen it a million times done before. It doesn't even do it in the most interesting of ways. But the way it does it is just so charming, so full of charisma. It just nails it. It's the quintessential summer blockbuster. It honestly feels like you took a movie from like the late 80s, early 90s, and you just modernized it. Like that's how it feels when I'm watching this movie. Well, like one of the things that I will always credit Tom Cruise with is wanting to absolutely go crazy on stunts you know he's very big on doing his own stunts and he's very particular at least seemingly as far as i can see from like the mission impossible movies and in this he very much cares about the stunt coordination and it looking good and this movie he was so adamant about that that all a lot of the main cast went through actual flight training in school in order to like learn how to be pilots so that they could actually withstand the G-Force because unlike the original Top Gun, they actually filmed uh, at least a good portion of the cockpit scenes actually in the cockpit of a jet flying. And the actors were basically their own cameramen mm-hmm. and they basically were their own director. Like, like they got the direction obviously through headsets and like before flying up there. But once they're up there, they're basically directing themselves, you know. And then the director so would well have to wait for them to land to review the footage and then go, okay, let's change this, this, and that. Then they'd go back up and reshoot it. Like, that's fucking awesome. So that ties into the marketing for this movie, which I remember being really well done. When they announced the movie, Tom Cruise put out like that short video of them just like flying the planes, not even like scenes from the movie, but literally just the cast flying the planes and being like, look, Mm. we're actually doing the fucking stunts. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking badass. And then my cousin who lives in L.A. and he does uh, press junkets for like various like media companies. He was on one for this movie and he got taken up in a plane. Like, I don't think it was like a jet. Oh, but geez. like they took him up in a plane and they like fucking did like spins and shit. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like they went all out with this movie in every well, aspect, like, even for like the press people, just to know what these actors had to go through and put them put their bodies through. Yeah. Like that already as a writer, as a critic or whatever, already makes me want to lean towards giving them a more favorable review just because it's like you can appreciate the craft of this because it's so different, you know, than yeah. like your standard method actor. Sometimes you could really appreciate method acting. Other times, this guy's a fucking asshole. This guy's a fucking prick. (laughs) You know? This is like, 
you are experiencing something that only a select few people in the world will ever experience. Yeah. And on top of that, you still have to put on a performance. You're right. That's automatically going to put like, make me, you know, give a more favorable review because they did the work. They did the yeah, work. And you can appreciate it. And it looks good. You know? It looks convincing. Incredible. It, the scenes, like, you feel everything. Yes. when they're, Whenever it does any of the flying scenes, which, thank God, is a huge portion of this movie. Just to give you guys an idea of what this movie is in its simplest form, somebody said, let's take the trench run mm-hmm. part of Star Wars mm-hmm. And let's just make that in, in the entire movie. As soon and as they, they were going over the mission, I was like, this is Star Wars. This is how you remake A New Hope in the modern day. Fucking J.J. Yeah. Abrams. This is how you do it. This is how you reboot Star Wars. This was literally just two hours of the Star Wars A New Hope trench run. This movie starts out highway to the danger zone segment. Like we get Tom Cruise essentially testing out like some new like prototype jet or whatever by the, the way goal, that uh-huh. first shot of tom cruise just working on the plane psh, mm-hmm. incredible bro looks amazing so good bro is beautiful bro like has an age man so you know it's funny you know it's funny right this is older tom cruise right yeah. and for his age he still looks, he looks pretty fucking he looks good. amazing dude looks great right not to keep spoiling the original top gun for you but in the original top gun that was like supposed to be like this was like his coming out right yeah. as like the new hot thing in hollywood yeah. right Watching that movie, I just couldn't help but just be like, this was considered hot at the time. And it's not that he's necessarily ugly. It's that I cannot unsee his fucking unibrow. You couldn't and see I just, it back in the day. It wasn't HD. You couldn't see it back in the day, <laughs> probably because it wasn't HD. But in fucking Blu-ray, you could see that shit bright as day. And it's the most distracting shit ever. And there's some people that could pull off a unibrow. I just don't think he was one of those people. It's funny to me that in this movie, he looks a lot better. Yeah. You know? The point of this whole scene is to establish one that he's still the same old Maverick, just pushing things to the limit. So has know, the where, same rank, hasn't moved so up. Has, that's another thing that it wants to establish that he has not moved up at all since the first movie. He basically pushes the plane to its limits and he ends up crashing the plane. This scene is so great. So like where he just crashes in the middle of some buttfuck nowhere town and like <laughs> walks so into a diner. This is one of the <laughs> scenes that actually got the strongest reaction from me. And I'll tell you why. And it's not it's not what you think. Mm. So he walks into the diner, right? He asks for the glass of water. And, and there's a kid there that's stunned, right? He's eating cereal. If you look at what he's eating, he's eating Fruit Loops. Now, I don't know if you know this, but they've changed Fruit Loops recently. They are basically now colored Cheerios. So they're like, they're smaller, they're smoother, and they don't taste as good. This kid clearly has old Fruit Loops. They're bigger, they're kind of lumpy, not uniform circles. And I'm wondering where the fuck he got that because goddamn, I would kill for some <laughs> old school Fruit Loops <laughs> because they are garbage now and I'm pissed about that. Some would argue they were always garbage, but you know, Whoa. that's just some people. <laughs> Could follow your nose straight to hell, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, oh, I, that's like, honestly, like one of the first things I noticed was like, holy shit, he's got old school Fruit Loops. What the fuck? This basically sets up Maverick getting like, okay, like you, we're tired of you fucking up. Like you've caused us enough trouble as it is. Here's your options. You either lose your wings, right? We ground you for life or you go take over and teach the Top Gun program like that you went through in the first movie in California or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. obvious choice. He's going to fucking go teach Top Gun, you know? Mm -hmm. This sets up, like, again, just one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like, I have a lot of favorite scenes in this movie. Like, this this movie is just full of them. So I should also mention that this love interest in the movie, she is literally one line of dialogue in the original movie. Really? That is it. Yeah, she doesn't make an appearance in the original movie at all. The original movie, uh, I forgot who the actress is, but, you know, she's like a blonde lady. They literally mention her. She's like one line of dialogue. We're Goose. He mentions some... Him or somebody else mentions like a fling he had with the admiral's daughter, and mm-hmm. that's it. That is the only mention of this character in the in the first movie. So we actually get to meet her and see who this ah. admiral's daughter was. Even though this is the first time we've seen them together ever, 
like right off the bat the chemistry between them is great like mm. the way they just the little small interactions they have with each other yeah it's cheesy it's corny but it's believable it feels natural it doesn't feel like two characters that are just acting in a movie like i could genuinely believe that they like have a relationship outside of the movie you know it's like yeah like, andrew garfield and emma stone i didn't know that she wasn't in the first one it didn't feel like this was the first time these characters interacted like i kind of felt yeah. like oh yeah there's 100 like history here and that's there's there's awesome i was like there's something that. i'm missing here and the fact that there yeah. isn't really anything that i'm missing is incredible no, it's so awesome like these characters had no previous chemistry to build off of from the first movie like val and tom do this is the first time we've ever seen them interact and they do such a great job yeah you know and then we get the scene at the bar where the characters that we're gonna come to know and love start slowly piling in and we start getting introduced to them it's just great dude it's and so just campy like, i love so it campy. the introductions are so campy they're just like but i hey, eat it up, up dude <laughs> oh yeah. who let this guy in <laughs> who, like back in town guess they let anyone in like it was just so funny it yeah it's like that total like you son of a bitch <laughs> like it's like that total moment hey. dude who plays a what's his name the glasses guy bob what's his name bob, bob right yeah his introduction is really funny and good like hangman is just hey fucking man, the fucking man, it up dude. but he's so good fucking dude. man bro Immediately, so I was like, "This is my guy right here. This, this is, is my yeah, guy. Dude. This is the dude right I here. Fucking love him, man. Not to be outdone, our boy Miles Teller makes <laughs> his introduction. One hell of an introduction oh, because." Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Such a <laughs> fucking great moment, dude. You do not need to watch the first Top Gun to appreciate this movie, clearly, because none yeah. of us did. But this is literally the only piece of little information that you need to know that they show in this scene where Tom Cruise's character sees Rooster and honestly casting amazing job because Miles Teller with the mustache 1000% looks and passes for Goose's kid. But Tom Cruise just has a flashback from the first movie of when Goose died, campy, cheesy as ever. But even the way they even the way they edited it, it had like that yeah. that fuzzy glow filter, filter to it. it, like just so yeah. like old school. This yeah. movie does the good thing of that is all the time we spend about that. What you need to know, it tells you and it tells you quick so you understand and then it moves on. Yeah, this movie doesn't do the thing where it's constantly calling back to the original movie. Yeah. It calls back to the movie when it needs to and it's like a quick one, two and we're on our way. We get a funny little interaction where Tom Cruise breaks one of the rules of the bar, military bar. You know, they're always going to have some of those weird fucking rules that like riles up the boys or whatever uh he has to pay for everyone's tap can't afford to pay for everyone's tap all right guys throw him out of here da, 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 da. like mm-hmm. great scene damn that fucking intro to to the school was just so badass it's just so great you know everyone in there is the top of their class or everyone in there is the best of the best if you've been told you're the best and you think you're the best and you you probably have the track record right and, and you get called for a mission. And you're like, yeah, you're calling me in because I'm going to get this shit done. Like, I got this. Yeah. And then you have some OG, some unk come tell you, you ain't shit. You're going to be like, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, yeah, Gramps. <laughs> really? Gramps? The realization is like, oh, that's the guy we threw out the bar yesterday. It's yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then he, over that part. Tom that was great. Cruise eats this scene fucking up, dude. Yeah. Whips out the fucking manual. Like, here's the manual for the jet that we fly. Like, you probably know this. Front to back, left to right, all over. Everyone's like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I have that clip. Well, I have that clip. Damn right. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise says, forget everything you know. <laughs> you know who else knows this shit? Your fucking enemies. And you know what your enemies have? Fifth generation fighters. <laughs> <laughs> they got fifth generation fighters, baby. You ain't shit against that. This movie does then, the uh, the smart thing where there's an enemy, right, that mm. they're working to fight against. And it's not a specific country. They don't make a distinction whether it's Russia, North Korea. They don't make it very clear, which is good. Like, good, honestly. Like, it's not important. I will say this, like we're playing up the whole America bit, but like, honestly, this movie didn't have a lot of like American propaganda type things. It's American in aesthetic and like feeling alone, the rock and roll, the, the like fucking gun ho, like, yeah, let's get them attitude. But like, none of it is like a, we're saving the world. 
they're the enemy. They're the bad people. We're the good people. None of it is that. It's all like patriotic in a weird way. It's just like the fun parts of being an American. It's like, to me, it's like the equivalent of like the Olympics where everyone mm-hmm. comes together to root for the USA, even if you're not like the most patriotic person in the world. Like it's mm-hmm. just that same kind of feeling. But yeah, he basically starts talking about the mission mm-hmm. and how it's fucking damn near impossible. And these people are like, nah, no way. No way. We can't, we can't fly that low. We can't go that fast. And Maverick is like, you're going to have to do it, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to get right. you there, bro. So what did you think of the structure of the actual mission? Like, what like what was required in it? The way they were building it up? Did you feel that it was as impossible? Yeah, like, I did. Take on because, because of the fact that they, they dwell on, on certain aspects of it so long. Like, even just getting to the target, right? They drilled that so many times. They kept showing them failing, right? And not being able to do it. Some people were too crazy. Some people were too cautious. And just like how like precise they had to be during this mission. They they really sold that to me. And it was really cool that they kept showing them training because I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But once they actually mm. did the mission, you were fucking amped. You kind of felt like they did. Where it's just like, yeah, oh, shit. Okay, this is for real now. This is for real. Yeah. They did a, such a good job of selling the whole like just process and the urgency of it. What I really appreciate about just them like setting the mission up, explaining it to them is like, OK, so we're supposed to believe that these guys are the best fighters in the world. Right. So mm-hmm. like it's got to be really fucking hard to come up with a way to create something that seems impossible even for them. And like the way they set it up where it's like, OK, you have to fly low because they have anti-aircraft. But when you're flying low, you're flying in a valley that requires you to do near precision, perfect turns, right? Yeah. So then on top of that, there's this massive up climb. And they do such a good job of explaining, like, the G-forces are going to pull on you so hard that it's going to make it hard to do. So even something as seemingly simple as just flying upwards, oh, I understand. Like, that's hard. They just explain everything in such a – it's like a sports anime. If you've never fucking played the sport in your life, usually a lot of times the animes will do a pretty good job of explaining the rules to you in a way that isn't like exposition. It's like you're watching it through the lens of somebody that doesn't know what's happening and then they're getting explained it and you start to learn the game as you go along. I was learning the game as we're going (laughs) along and I'm starting to learn terms like the the, – what's it called? The floor deck? Floor deck. It's just so good, dude. And uh, yeah, I do like that they show them like flying low and stuff because you get the idea of like, that's not something they do every time they're on a mission, right? Like this is something that's like unconventional as fuck, requires more finesse, more precision than just flying around in the air where you can just pull crazy maneuvers and not have to worry about crashing into a fucking cliff, a fucking tree, a fucking bridge, like all that. It was just so fucking badass, dude. Them like making a game out of it almost where like, mm-hmm. so like the first way he tries to tell them that they ain't shit is like he goes up against them in rounds Which of like three, three versus one. It's one of my favorite scenes. That shit yeah. was sick, dude. And the way he like fucks with them, dude, is just like showing like the the way that they work together with each other but also how they don't work together because they're so new you know to each other and like this is where you learn hangman's reputation where he leaves his teammates out to dry because he's just looking out for himself which is that's the only (laughs) line i kind of had an issue with i was like wait (laughs) wait wait what are you like this guy literally just be like peace you're on like i'm out like good luck that would never fucking fly yeah i'm like why would you invite this guy to be on a team yeah yeah. How is this guy still in the military? <laughs> That's okay. also where you find out what Bob stands for. What was it? I don't remember. Baby on board. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that, actually. You missed that? No, yeah. 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 I've seen this movie so many times that I Yeah. That so I when that. he's fucking around in Phoenix, he goes, Hey, are we going to finally like reveal what Bob actually means? Like what it stands for? He goes, oh, baby on board. And then like shit happens and he leaves. And then that's when she's like, oh, that's where he gets his name from. Like hangman, blah, blah, blah. He leaves you hanging. <laughs> baby on board. <laughs> baby on board. That's fucking hysterical, dude. No, but that scene was so much fun. And I don't know a lot about military operations and, and mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. and, and what they actually do to train. But I'm like, holy shit, this is like, this is what they fucking do. Like, is this something they yeah. fucking do just routinely? Like, what the fuck? Like. How are you just going to like willy nilly like just come up in between two jets and surprise them? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, how? I mean, j- it's just crazy. Uh, just going off some of the stories that Adrian, uh, Adrian is our little brother, by the way, who is a U.S. Marine. 
just going off some of the stories he said where like how like sometimes when they're doing like their little practice drills or whatever somehow some of the marines choose to have fun in those scenarios yeah. I'm like yeah this is believable but it's just crazy like, because they're in fucking yeah. jets dude like yeah it's not like they're yeah. on the ground fucking around like it's like dude you're in fucking literal death machines <laughs> mm-hmm. that costs millions, millions of dollars millions of tax dollars yeah and it's just insane <laughs> that like it's fucking badass as fuck but i just like i couldn't yeah. my brain couldn't like wrap itself around it like what the fuck that's insane yeah it's also during this part of the movie where you learn of a little riff that uh rooster and maverick have you start to sense that there's some past there well you get One, you get a if, little bit of it when he's being called in by the the admirals and you're saying like hey you're gonna put together a team and then yeah, furthermore yeah. at the bar where he visibly like avoids him yeah, um, yeah so this just adds like okay yeah there is some shit here there's some, there's some shit and like you would think that okay maybe it's just if you've seen the first movie maybe it's just he blames maverick for the death of his dad which is not the case at all actually is the case is that rooster has beef with maverick because maverick pulled his papers which basically set him back like four years okay like great job understandable to the point yeah i could understand why you'd be fucking pissed <laughs> so this whole montage this whole segment of just them training him schooling them and him just showing how unprepared they are was one of the better parts of the movie it's just so good and then we get to this scene which was another one of my favorite scenes dogfight football mm. yeah yes again this is a scene that typically shouldn't work because we've seen something like it so many times and it's just so corny cheesy they have the fucking what is that well, who sings that song is that like uh it's one republic dude oh well, yeah one republic <laughs> fucking but like it works so it's a fucking bop, dude. well dude yeah like this this whole scene is just such so much fun so, and you know why it's happening too. They spell it out for you when John Hamm's character comes in, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it's basically a team building exercise. But it looks like fun. Everyone's yeah. jacked. I will say this: the one injustice in this part of the movie is that our boy Bob, baby on board, did not get his shirtless moment. Mm. Just because I mean, the, just would he be shirtless though? Would he yeah, do that? Just because he's the dorky character, just because he wears glasses, doesn't mean he can't also be jacked. All right, like he could be jacked and take off his shirt, right? We don't need to play that that nerdy stereotype where he's like probably not as ripped. Like, come on, guys, like give him his moment, man. You're already calling him baby on board. <laughs> Again, this is just one of those things where J.J. Abrams needs to fucking pay attention because this is how you remake an original movie because this movie kind of in a way is a remake of the original one. It does a lot of things different, but there's also a lot of callbacks, this being one of them. So mm. this is a callback to a volleyball scene. The volleyball scene in particular is where a lot of the homoerotic shit comes into play. Like there's a little bit of stuff between Val Kilmer and Tom Tom Cruise where like throughout the entire movie – but the volleyball scene is one of the main scenes that a lot of people point to where it's like this movie is just prime homoeroticism, you yeah. know? Again, a little let down. In our Saltburn okay. podcast, you said, I felt gayer coming out of Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah. After you watched Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> and again, I am here saying, not that gay, not gay enough, straighter than you think. Like, I am so sick of being gay baited, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you're going to tell me I'm going to see some gay shit, let me see some gay shit, bro. I'm uh, you're, so sick you're, of being, being gay, if you, if you watch the original Top Gun, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> let me tell you right now. You could cut the tension between him and Val Kilmer with a knife, bro. It's like, well, holy there, shit. There was some in this movie, too. Texted him, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, we're getting ahead. Uh, we're getting ahead. So... After the football scene, we also get a little bit more of Tom Cruise and um, Penny. Pe yeah, Maverick and Penny. You get a little bit more of them. And again, it's just cheesy shit, dude. But it just it works like it's just so, so well done. It's someone cute, you know? I saw a comment on like a Reddit thread about this movie. And it was like, oh, sex scene in the first Top Gun. It was like a kiss sex scene in this movie. Adults having a conversation. In bed. <laughs> Like, yeah, 
I mean, basically, it's like, like, cool. One of my biggest pet peeves, and maybe another reason why I love this relationship so much more than Top Gun, the original one. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this at the time. You hear about Top, the original Top Gun being such a culturally impactful movie that, like, you assume it was a big budget movie. It wasn't. That is very obvious in them only having about four songs in the entire movie. <laughs> And one of the songs that they use any fucking time Tom Cruise's <laughs> character sees the love interest in the original Top Gun, it plays, <laughs> take my breath away. Doo-doo. You hear that song, I'm not even joking, like seven to ten times. <laughs> That's a bit much. It got to the point where I was just like, I never want to see these two together ever. This movie doesn't do that. Thank God. <laughs> to see, you know, when they have sex in the first movie, it's like already like the sixth time that you hear that song by that by that point so like at that point there's like nothing about it where it's just like this is just all the romanticism that i'm supposed to feel is just gone because i'm I'm just so hyper focused on hearing this song for like the sixth time i don't know is there anything else you want to say about that they basically they push up the mission because the uranium plant or whatever is going to be done sooner than expected (laughs) of course of course it is which never happens in real world construction no. but whatever <laughs> it's always delayed yeah, she, by... gets, she gets pushed back dude. yeah it's always delayed by like two to three years but whatever i mean these commies are efficient i guess john ham's character is like i'm taking over you're gonna get these guys killed because oh because tom cruise keeps pushing the limits of the training like he's having them like i think break the floor breaking the floor, floor deck. deck yeah that's oh a, that's we a skipped lot. over a great scene where like he breaks the floor deck yeah because him and Rooster are having like a fucking dick measuring contest. He breaks the floor deck. John Ham's like fucking destroying him like for destroying the floor deck. And it's mm-hmm. like, like if you want to <laughs> break the floor deck, you need to submit a written request. Yeah. And get it approved. And then Tom Cruise is like, okay, understood. Here it yeah. goes, sir. And like, what's this? It's a formal request. To break the, like he already knew. Yeah. He already knew that what John was going to say and like what he was, what protocol he was going to have to do. And he was prepared to do it. Like, it's just a great scene that just shows how ahead of the curve Tom Cruise's character is. And that the reason why he hasn't moved up in ranks is not because his, he's incapable of it's that he doesn't want to. Yeah. I'm so, glad, I'm glad we took a step back because I want to mm-hmm. get into that mountain part at towards the end of yeah. like, the mission. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where it is, oh, what was his name? Payback. Uh, one of the pilots basically passes out as he's doing the drill and loses consciousness. And I believe it's payback. Payback. Yeah. Yes. And basically starts free falling in his jet and you get like the most, badass fucking tom cruise maneuvers here give me tone give me tone yeah like he basically so he see he notices that he uh passes out i forget they had like a specific name for it jet like jet locked or something like that yeah something like that he's like jet locked or something this is so smart like i would never think to fucking do this yeah i would have never thought but it makes sense so basically what they do is they lock all they target them with their missiles so they're lock onto them their systems go so off they're, they're so their alert like yeah. yeah goes off and it creates like this like high-pitched buzzing noise to try to wake him up yeah so fucking good it's one of those things where they don't ever explain that in the movie that that's what he's doing but once you kind of see it happening you quickly understand like what's happening and the the great thing about this movie is it plays off your anticipation of someone dying right yeah. like someone having an accident during this because it's so impossible what they have to do is insane like and you're just kind of being like okay which guy who's gonna die mm-hmm. and it never happens and it was like wow they fucking got me dude because there's a few times where well, i'm like okay well, like, it does happen. To be <laughs> <laughs> well it does happen but we'll get to that later <laughs> But yeah, uh, basically from there, Maverick's been kicked oh, off. So John Hamm's wait, character's because, taking over. Because uh, because Phoenix... So after he wakes up uh, Payback, he's able to get him to oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. regain consciousness. He pulls up, he saves himself. Everyone's like, okay, moment of relief. Everyone's good. But then... The uh, birds! Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix's jet. Phoenix and Bob's jet, they they hit birds. Yeah. And one of it, like, I, I think it gets into their engine or something and it starts to go down. And they basically have to do, like, 
a crash landing slash eject. No one's hurt. Like they are hospitalized, but I think, you know, it, they make it very clear right away that they're okay. Yeah. On the other side of things, Tom Cruise's character is again, getting destroyed by the Admiral, but this time he's like had enough, you yeah. know, he's done. Like, he's out. This mission's is too risky. They're not making progress fast enough. We're going to come up with a different plan. And then that's where you get another fucking badass scene of Maverick doing the time run by himself and getting it yeah. done. That was sick. Well, dude. not yet, not yet. So this, he 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 goes. He talks to. Uh, he goes to see Val Kilmer first. Because him talking to Val Kilmer. Because when he does the test, oh yeah, that's I when he gets back on. That's when they they point him back on. No, I know. So he, so he goes to talk to Val Kilmer first. Before he just we, know what to before do. we get into this, the whole time Val Kilmer has basically been contacting Tom Cruise's character the entire movie through text messages. And I shit you not, the entire time I was like, why doesn't this motherfucker just call him? <laughs> like these, these, I was like, these fucking boomers would not be texting back and forth. At some point, someone would have called someone. And as I was thinking that, like clockwork, that scene happens where they, they see each other and then you realize like, oh, he can't talk. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, there we go. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise goes to see his, see his buddy from the first movie, Iceman, and he has a like a throat cancer or some sort of like right like mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's throat cancer right yeah it's throat cancer um, so can't can't which Val Kilmer is actually dealing with in real life and um, he is he does have a hard time speaking he now speaks through a voice box I believe yeah so yeah. this movie basically incorporated what you know what's ailing him into the movie because it's literally impacting his ability to act so we get a really great scene where Tom Cruise is basically just confiding in Val Kilmer's character and like seeking some sort of guidance. You know, I think we kind of glazed over it in the beginning, but Tom Cruise is only in the position that he's in where he's training Top Gun again because Val Kilmer recommended him for it. Yeah. You would Mm -hmm. think something like this wouldn't be as heartfelt as it ends up being, but I don't know if it's like a combination of just Tom Cruise's believable character and his acting or Val Kilmer actually dealing with this in real life. But like, I think it's everything. It's all that plus the, the original story coming mm-hmm. into play here as well it's just like a culmination of all that makes for like a really powerful scene and it's like it's just witty as fuck dude and it's like where there's like a part where like Iceman still has to get like a jab in on like who's a better pilot you know like because mm-hmm. you know that's like the big thing in the first movie is that they're basically what Rooster and Hangman are in this movie is basically what they were in the original movie but dialed to like 11 like they were even more like intense about it Oh, uh, real I, quick, he so uh, Val Kimmer actually does have some dialogue. He he has a few mm. lines of dialogue, and a uh, cool fact about that is they actually deep faked his voice for those scenes, which is pretty crazy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool though. That is really cool. That's interesting. So okay, so we actually got the timing a little bit wrong. I'm looking at the synopsis, so it looks like the the crash happens after him and Iceman have their yeah, meeting. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't think... Okay. Yeah, because okay. okay. at that point, he gets kicked off, and then he just comes in out of nowhere and does the run and then gets back on. The the guy, uh, John Hamm character, comes in and basically is like, okay, here's how we're changing the mission. We're increasing the amount of time that you have to do it. And already, they're like, we that's not enough time. Like, this is, That's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, they've, they're so bought in to what Tom Cruise was basically telling them that, like... They refuse to make it any easier on themselves, which I fucking love it because one, it just shows the impact of what Tom Cruise was trying to teach them. And two, it proves why they are who they are. They're the best of the best. And that's because they, one, are incredibly skilled, but two, have the utmost confidence in themselves to be the best. And also they recognize that it's not realistic for this to be the time. Tom Cruise goes through, does it. In the amount of time he's like supposed a to, like a the, boss. The dude. great thing about this scene is that we all know Maverick's the goat, right? However, this time run is still not easy for him. He's still kind of struggling through it. Like he's yeah. feeling every bit of the pressure, every bit of the G force, every bit of just like the stress and tension. Like he's like really putting effort into what he's doing. Yeah. It's not like a walk in the park for him. It makes sense. Like you don't want it to just be too easy for him. Like you need yeah. to build some sort of tension. And like he's older now. Mm-hmm. And like even if he wasn't older, like I still think they would make the choice to make it like not easy for him. Like this is hard. This is hard. This would be hard for anybody. Awesome moment. So that wins the captain over again. He's like, I don't know if I should fucking 
and be mad or impressed, basically, right? And then this is and where then, it, this movie shows its genius, or mm-hmm. or Tom Cruise's ego. I don't really know. Either yeah. way, it works. When you go into a sequel for a movie this old, right? This is almost a forty-year-old yeah. movie, and you're now doing a sequel and introducing a bunch of new characters, basically introducing a young new cast. Where you think, okay, like they're kind of ushering in a reboot. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. This is still very much Tom Cruise's movie. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, nah, this is still about me, baby. This is still a Maverick story, dog. And this is where it switches, man, because he becomes team leader. This is great because him taking a spot takes a spot essentially away from somebody else. But that ends up being the best thing ever later yeah. on in the movie, which I know you know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Ends up being the leader of the mission, selects his team. Dude, so I will- the, the, the entire half out, the last half hour of this movie is incredible. The fucking montage scene before they fucking take off setting all this shit up and then you just hear john ham go send them so when they when they take off though you just see that it's just like cloudy as fuck and you just yeah. get it like oh shit like this is going down and just the shot of them just like in formation and you're just like oh yeah and then when the fucking tomahawk missiles get launched and just fly past them i was like dude this is so sick uh, <laughs> i'm rock hard right now dude let's go <laughs> amazing dude oh it's just so good dude i forget like so i know that there's like two jets that are like flying in the area as they're doing this beginning yeah, area so but they didn't know about them they don't know about them yeah uh they're just kind of flying off somewhere else like right patrol. essentially they were like doing like yeah. patrol nobody knows that they're there you still feel the tension because it's all the tension that we've been building up to with how fucking hard it is to run this yeah run, and then know? not only that but then actually seeing the anti-air missiles pat like as they pass and you're just mm-hmm. like oh shit they like they're even shipping like is this shit gonna go off like so at this point rooster and tom they haven't come full full circle yet but you see their relationship gradually mend itself which is great yeah and then another little subplot regarding rooster is the whole thing with rooster that hangman is constantly like writing him for is that he's too conservative he's he takes he takes his time he doesn't push it he's just too careful this is like his moment now where like he's finally starting to recognize like he starts off the mission being conservative too slow and then tom cruise is just like come on dude like you really need to fucking pick up the pace like you're not on time eventually he fucking hits it into full gear mm-hmm. and even starts going faster than he should finally like we get to the point where they accelerate up the mountain but there, there's two jets that basically have to shoot two missiles one to destroy the vet open it up and then the other one to go into the vet like basically dropping the payload and like explode the entire thing so we we also kind of glazed over this part oh, okay. where they're they're once again recapping the plan and then each time they do a step and they move on to the next one they call that the miracle right so them mm. hitting the vent is the first miracle you need two miracles. Them, yeah, them is going up from the cliff is the second miracle. Third miracle is like this next part where is actually the insane part, the fucking butt clenching part of the movie. They pull up and they do it successfully, but now they're just dead in the air. And then the anti-air rockets just start coming at them. Holy yeah. shit, bro. That so was good, dude. How do you do that as a person, bro? Like in real life, like evade missiles like that. Also, yeah. can I say the fucking flare sound effects? Yeah. Amazing. So satisfying to hear. So good. Yeah. Like, oh, that was like, that was sick. <laughs> Prior to the miracles happening, the Tomahawk missiles hit their airstrip. That alerts those two patrol jets to then pursue the, the Top Gun folks. Now, they got fifth generation fighters on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, so not only do they have to avoid anti air missiles constantly firing at them. Yeah. But now they have fifth generation fighters on their ass, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> and we know those, what were they, the F-18s? I forgot what, what planes were they. I fucking don't And remember, we know dude. their jets don't stand a chance against fifth generation fighters. We just get like just an awesome fight sequence. By the way, know? I love mm-hmm. that they just went full fucking TIE fighter pilot with the enemies. Yeah. Like they're not communicating yeah. with each other. You just see all black fits just like coming after them firing. No humanization None at whatsoever, all. yeah. They're just evil for the sake of being evil. And sometimes you just need that, right? Like, yeah. If you really think about it, there is no real villain. No. Like, you don't really... We barely spend any time with them. Yeah. At all. It's just like, hey, this no. is bad. Let's get rid of it. 
Yeah, this movie <laughs> doesn't waste any time with any of the politics of it. Yeah, like it's just like this bad, it must be destroyed. Yeah, cool. and you you and buy into like, it. You're like, fuck yeah, okay, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. do it, hell yeah. So just a fucking great, awesome, nail biting, just flight sequence, dude. Mm-hmm. The and then, fucking like, maneuvers, dude, that they pull. Both enemies just, and fucking Maverick, dude. Just so sick. I was like, damn. In all my years as a child playing with jets or mm-hmm. playing video games where you're a, uh, a pilot, I've never thought to do some of the shit that I yeah. saw in this movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's just so cool. You know, like like you said, growing up as kids, like, I've never really been, like, a Jets guy. Like, never. I was in the Star Wars, so it was, like, X-Wings and shit like that. That was cool. Like, I've never played with, like, a toy jet, really. It's never been my thing. I never played, like, Ace Combat or any like those video games that were, were jets like just jets just were not cooler to me than like some of the other alternatives you know that you had to like flying battle games right mm-hmm. I wish this movie had existed when we were kids because watching this movie as a kid I would have been all in on jets dude because it's Star yeah. Wars with jets <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> this scene goes on for a little, like maybe like five to ten minutes I don't know exactly how long it is but like where they're just dodging missiles communicating with each other trying to get back to the fight, ship right? essentially trying to get bike right yeah Miles Rooster's character gets caught, caught up and like he almost like is about to get hit and then Tom Cruise makes the decision to like basically get in front of it and take the hit on his own ship. You basically see him crash, not knowing whether or not he survived or not. John Hamm is basically saying like, oh, this like fly there's back. Can do. This is like the, there's nothing you can do. This Mission is perfect. Fly back. Right. We're not losing anybody else on this. Yeah. We we cut to Tom Cruise, survive the crash. And then we get another immediate ass clenching scene fucking attack copter rolls up on him and like he hides behind like this giant tree or whatever he finds and is basically avoiding imminent helicopter death. <laughs> like laying into it with machine gun fire just as you think his goose is cooked a missile comes in and wrecks the fucking chopper and what who is it none other than miles teller baby talk to me daddy forget, how does his plane go down i forget he gets hit his, by I don't know if he gets hit. It was by, an anti-aircraft. It, it was probably anti-aircraft. Been, yeah. Yeah. So then his jet gets taken out by anti-aircraft and he has to eject. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise makes his way to where he Tom where Cruise he landed. Shoehorns his run scene. This is where we get it, baby. Boom. Just running full speed to uh Miles Teller. I like the way this movie subverts expectations where you think he's running over to like hug him or whatever. No, uh, he runs over and fucking shoves him to the ground. <laughs> Like you fucking idiot! Yeah, I expected Why did you do that, that though. I expected it because I would be the same way. If I just sacrificed my life and you're a dumbass, and now we're in the same situation, I'm like you fucking moron. Yeah, <laughs> and which is basically what he says to him. Yeah, I, I love the little uh, detail when Maverick goes, "What were you thinking?" Right, and Rooster goes, "You told me not to think." Not the line. <laughs> not the line. The line ain't get me, but it's the <laughs> like <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> like. <laughs> and then just the like uh the defeat in tom cruise's character fucking yeah. great dude now it's like an escape movie this is usually where some some movies might lose some of their traction like some of their momentum this movie does not lose any momentum whatsoever like it is just as entertaining mm-hmm. on the ground doing this stuff like this so movie been- is like somewhat predictable like I kind of saw this be happening, but like it doesn't matter because it, it yeah. works. The way they do it is still entertaining and makes sense for the story. And yeah. it was just it was yeah, it was just a fun like scene, like where now they're both trapped without a jet. So what do they do? They go to the fucking airbase that they just had a hand in destroying and try to see if they could steal a jet and that luckily there was one jet. Luckily. <laughs> This is where every person that's seen the original movie creams their fucking pants. (laughs) (laughs) This is where this movie spits on the face of Wonder Woman 84 with its Mm. plane stealing scene. Yeah. This is a plane stealing scene done right where they're making all the proper checks and even Maverick himself, who has flown this plane time and time again, a little fuzzy on the details of how to pilot it. Unlike Wonder Woman, where this fucking dead, reincarnated fucking pilot from World War fucking one or two somehow knows how to pilot this futuristic jet that's not from his time, no problem. 
Yeah. That movie sucks. I fucking hate Wonder Woman 84. That movie's terrible. Garbage. Fucking awful. Garbage. Yeah. There's, a, there's a review for it. You're welcome. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> one, one star. Hey, bonus podcast. Zero stars. Don't watch it. Let's erase it from history. So they, they work their way onto the air uh, onto the airfield doing their best to like <laughs> just look inconspicuous. This is like a total like Austin Powers moment. Yeah, it was Where they're funny. just like trying their best to look inconspicuous walking while there's chaos around them. And what do they happen upon? An old F-14 jet, which is the original jet that was used in the original Top Gun. I love that like Miles Teller just is like completely like, what the fuck is this? ancient technology <laughs> like this thing's a fucking dinosaur yeah you know so it's like how are you gonna fly this museum piece or something like yeah. that which again like what you said just basically shits yeah like that had to have been purposeful right like that oh i would directly if I'm, that directly references yeah, one woman if i'm tom cruise if i'm tom cruise and i'm about this shit right like i'm about fucking jets and like and flying them and shit and i see that movie i would be so pissed off i'd be so yeah. insulted I would 100% diss it in my own movie. Uh, they're able to get it up and running. Fly out to airfield. Oh, shit. The runway's destroyed because we fucking destroyed it. <laughs> Maverick sees the little runway that he has. And he's just like, fuck it. I can do this shit. I'm Maverick, baby. It's funny because this scene reminds me of when I go to Disneyland. So in Anaheim, they have this rule, I guess, that's exclusive of them. That because of like the neighborhood. So this is flying out of John Wayne uh, Airport yeah. in Orange County. So because Disneyland's right there and like the fireworks or whatever, they, they try to take off as silently as possible. So what they do is they fucking just rev up the engines full blast and then just take off so that they can get to cruising altitude, maybe high like sooner and then just like coast. So it's like quiet. That's yeah. what this scene reminded me of where you just have to like gun it basically, which is what he does. Yeah. And I love rooster is just fucking shitting his pants right now. <laughs> He's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, this guy that has flown jets for a really long time. He's one of the best at doing it. And like Maverick still finds a way to get him to fucking shit his pants. You know, yeah. like it's just, it's just so much fun, dude. They get noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. With- Hand signals that clearly this other yeah. this enemy force is not about. <laughs> the fucking signals is so good. Um, they get found out, you know, and then they basically have to like escape from like I don't know, is it like two two jets? But two jets? I believe Maverick takes out one of them like at the very beginning when they're like, okay, fuck it, it's a dog fight, a dog Maverick's fight able- against fifth generation fighters. <laughs> Thrilling fight awesome like just sequence maverick ends up coming out on top but they come across one more oh i'm sorry fifth generation fighters head to head they're like fuck face to face with a oh oh zoinks what are we gonna do (laughs) (laughs) oh geez the the best part of the movie baby lo and behold who comes to their rescue fucking man hangman baby fucking takes it out and he's just as fucking smug as ever dude goat he is the goat (laughs) the fucking goat man bro ends with them landing there's like (laughs) one more little tense sequence where their landing gear doesn't work so they have to basically catch catch the plane but obviously at this point in the movie you know that they're gonna be just fine rooster and hangman's character have a real cool like Mm-hmm. moment you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> type of moment and yeah man we get some touching shit with uh tom cruise back home putting mm-hmm. up the photo of him and rooster next to the picture of him and goose because there like, was like someone there just randomly taking pictures for yeah, some reason yeah yeah really <laughs> really <Whatever>. interesting <laughs> yeah you don't think about it too much <laughs> you know he gets the girl they you know it's just great vibes just yeah. fucking great vibes I fucking love this movie, man. Just full on jaw to the floor the whole entire ride. It was just such a thrilling ride. This is what I imagine people that like the Fast and Furious movies feel like. I would never feel that way towards those movies, but this is my Uh, Fast and the Furious. Those are a bit ridiculous. Those are. Yeah. uh, Yeah. There's just not. Let's not talk about those right now. So (laughs) uh, needless to say, this movie was an insane success to call it as a great success would be an understatement off the top of your head. What do you think this movie made gross worldwide? 
during what was his budget the- at least can you tell me what the budget yeah, was it was 170 million i'm gonna say like 700 million so i i'll preface this with this movie came out in 2022 yeah. and when this movie came out it was all i could hear about for the longest time and i was curious i was like i wonder why that was it's theater run also lasted a little bit longer than like the normal theater run i believe this movie made almost one Point five billion dollars and when you think about when it came out it makes a lot of sense 2020 and 2021 theaters were still closed for the most part and there wasn't a whole lot that was really coming out that was interesting not a whole lot there that's like worth mentioning um yeah. in terms of like something that would be like a huge success this movie came out at the perfect time yeah right when restrictions kind of kind of started getting lifted and when people wanted to go back to the theaters, it had all the makings of what a movie that would be successful. It had a great cast, a great star. It yeah. played on nostalgia. And it's just an incredible theater experience, I would imagine. I didn't, I wasn't able to see it in theater. So much so that I watched it four times in exactly, theaters. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're not the only one I know who's watched this movie multiple times in theaters. Like a lot of people yeah. went to go see it over and over and over again. I could not stress to you. I could not give a fuck about Top Gun before this yeah, movie. Same. Like I just it meant nothing to me. I didn't care. I had I actually had no interest in watching this movie. I got invited to go watch it with my family. Uh so I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Like go eat with my family, get to watch a movie. Sure. I went into this movie with zero expectations, zero knowledge of the first movie, nothing at all. And I walked out being the biggest fucking fan of this movie. I honestly could not tell you of a a time where I walked out of a movie theater more juiced than after watching this movie. You know, and yeah, sure enough, I ended up going back like three other times. This movie is basically it was just tailor made for the end of like restrictions and, and COVID. There's nothing more freeing, I would imagine than fucking flying a fucking jet. Yeah. Like, you think, like, riding a motorcycle is, like, freedom? Like, no. Flying a fucking jet must be freedom. It, there was freedom. There was fucking America. And there, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there was just, like, yeah. socialization. Like, they were just together in a group. It was, like, everything that people were missing during the yeah. pandemic in one movie. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah, this movie was, like, fucking lightning in a bottle at that time. It's just... And I'm a perfect. fucking homebody. I didn't miss that shit at all. But it was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, this movie is so... It's just, it's just uh, such a good time and just so well made. And the cast again was just really good. Tom Cruise, regardless of how you feel about him as a person, is an incredible actor. There was a lot of like nuances he did. That's like the look he'll give someone. He, the body he's likable. He's the really likable. Yeah, in this movie, he you fucking know? killed it. And and you can tell that that Tom Cruise and the rest of the cast had a lot of fun making this movie. Whenever yeah. a movie is a labor of love, you'll see it, dude. Like, you can see oh, yeah. it come off on screen. He didn't direct this movie. No. But, like, I mean, I'm sure he had a lot of hand, though, in crafting it. Kudos 100%. to him for just understanding what made the first one so iconic to people and just tuning it in a way that adapts it perfectly to a modern audience. I do have a, a little fun, though. Uh, I have a couple question questions as well. But okay. you could go first. All right. So, like, mine's real simple. Yep. So what would what would be your call sign? That was one of my questions. All right. So I had I had two in mind. One because I just like the word, and mm-hmm. of course, chupacabra. Uh-huh. <laughs> chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Nice. Would be a nice That's one. A funny one. Yeah. But if we're, if we're playing off my name, I would have to go matador. Mm-hmm. Right. Matador. Yeah. Because my name is Matt. Right. Yeah. And if I'm at your door. You're gonna be seeing red, baby, because I'm coming to I kill like you, it. bro. I'm coming to kill you. Like <laughs> You're going down. I'm I'm trying yeah. to be an ace, bro. You're going down. What was yours? So literally, one of the cooler call signs is Iceman. You know, mm-hmm. that's a pretty fucking tight ass. You know, simple call to the sign. point. Badass. You know, ice in your classic. ice in your veins. You know, Iceman. Classic, yeah, right? Classic. So I'm like, I really like that name. How can I adapt that to me? You know? Yeah. Yellow snow. Yellow snow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of long, no? <laughs> It'll fit. <laughs> Yellow snow. Okay. Yellow snow. Okay. Piss on your grave. <laughs> Piss in your grave. Piss on your grave. Piss on your grave. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. I like that. You know. Yellow snow. I have a question. Okay. 
what would be your dog fight football attire? I mean, I feel like there's only one. What would it be? 90% of people are just wearing like swim trunks and shirt shirtless, right? So I guess one step above that would just be butt ass naked. Butt ass naked, okay. You know. Yeah. I'm going to be a little more conservative. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Arrested Development, mm, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. would go Tobias Bluth, never nude jean shorts, baby. Okay. That's what I'm going I, with. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, what unsanctioned uh, factories do you have in your neck of the woods? <laughs> um, Steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Steroids. I mean, that one was obvious. That's we all knew that one. Steroids. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, let's let's rate this bad boy. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. This movie is a lot of fun. Sometimes that's all you need. It gets your adrenaline going, makes you want to go out and do cool shit. Sometimes you see some like you see like an athlete working out and he's like, damn, yeah, I'm hyped. I want to go work out. You watch this movie. You kind of want to fly some fucking jets. You can't go fly some fucking jets because you're a fucking loser and lame and you haven't <laughs> done anything meaningful with your life. But you still kind of <laughs> want to, right? Like you still just want to do cool shit like that and... It makes you appreciate pilots who who actually do this shit. That's just their life. That's insane. And yeah, it was nice to get a peek of that because you're you're right. Like this movie does kind of teach you things. Whether or not it's like accurate could be up for debate. But it's Tom Cruise and he loves this shit. So I'm I'm assuming like his info is good. It just did everything right to me. It's basically Star Wars. So this will get it'll get a four for me because as it as it stands, if I yeah. watch the previous top gun and maybe i find more appreciation for what happened in this movie it might get bumped up but as of right now it's a four even before watching the original top gun even after watching the original top gun this this movie score hasn't changed for me after watching it four times this movie score hasn't changed for me like even more than that actually i saw it in theaters four times so i own it on blu-ray like i've definitely watched it more than that so like probably six or seven times now at this point Mm -hmm. sitting with it (sighs) ruminating on it I really cannot think of any flaws this movie has that I would change. Like, I I love, love this movie. And, like, I'm not saying it's the perfect movie. That's, mm. you know, I'm not, that by all means, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, there's just nothing that I could really outwardly point to that I'd be like, that needs to change or that shouldn't be in the movie. Even though things aren't perfect, I, I can accept or understand why certain things are in the movie. Just because of that and just how much fun I had watching this movie and how much I adore this movie and love it. This movie has always and will continue to be a five out of five for me. It's an ace. So that brings its average score to a 4.5. Definitely one of our higher ranked movies for sure. I'm so fucking glad that I was because I wasn't sure. I was I felt pretty confident, but I'm so fucking glad you love this movie because, <laughs> yeah, dude, this movie is fucking phenomenal. Look, man, it's having me reconsider my feelings on Miles Teller. Like, I don't know if he's humbled out since then. I mean, with this movie, his ego could be like even bigger than it was, and it would be kind I, of justified. I, to, to be fair, I've heard the similar things that you've that you've said. Yeah, I, I've never really seen anything to back it up, but I've I've heard the same things that you've that you've you said you've seen yourself. So you know, yeah. take that for what you will. Doesn't matter. This movie's still great, and you should definitely watch it if you haven't, so that you can at least know what we were glazing and creaming over this whole time. So yeah, that was our episode. On Top Gun Maverick. You can find us online at nosebleedav.club. That's where we host all of our rankings. You can find us in social media on TikTok and Instagram. Both handles are at nosebleedavclub. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, consider giving us a rating. Five stars is preferred. (laughs) For sure. Asus. Asus, baby. Give us that five-star rating. Uh, leave a review if you'd like. And if you're watching the video podcast on YouTube, consider hitting that subscribe button. Consider liking the video and leaving a comment letting us know what you thought. We are trying to get into Top Gun. <laughs> into the danger zone. <laughs> we are trying to get casted in Top Gun 3 so we be- mm. we can become pilots and fly high. So mm. in order to do that, we need the clout for Tom Cruise to notice us. So go do all those things and we'll see you in the sky, baby. Highway to the